Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzler. We have a great show tonight, talking about the Waters Light Festival in Duluth, Minnesota on September 4th. We'll be speaking with Winona LaDuke and musician Alan Sparhawk from Lowell. I'm delighted to have on the other line the great Winona LaDuke, the founder of honortheearth.org that is sponsoring a phenomenal show called uh, Water is Life, Sunday, September 4th, starting at noon in Duluth Bayfront Park, right on the shores of the great unsalted sea in the Zenith City. Of course, I'm talking about Lake Superior. I'll just, uh, before I get Winona on, I want to tell everybody this was probably one of the best outdoor shows in Minnesota this summer. It features Ani DeFranco, the Indigo Girls, Allison Russell, Lowe, Dessa, Keith Sokola, Annie Humphrey, David Huckfeld, and many more. Sunday, September 4th at Bayfront Festival Park. Winona, I've been such a fan of yours for years. I played when you were at Northrop Auditorium in 2000 at, uh, when you were running with Ralph Nader on the Green Party ticket for president and vice president. And I've been following you before that and ever since. And now you've turned into a phenomenal rock and roll promoter as well. That's really funny. I don't know if I'm a rock and roll promoter as much as I get to hang out with musicians. You know, Honor the Earth is about to enter our 30th year. That's like half oh. my life, buddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've been with the Indigo Girls and all these musicians pointing out that music changes the world and uh, opens up people's hearts and heals them up. And so we're going to do this concert. You know, this is actually about, I think it's our fourth or fifth concert at Bayfront, but they're getting bigger every year. And man, we're really excited about this year and all the all the bands from everywhere that are coming in and and, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Browdy, that'd be, you know, Gary Farber uh, coming in from Reservation Dogs as well as as well as T. Farrow and then Quana Chasing Horse, who's like the cover of Vogue magazine, you know, all water protectors, man. This is a concert to celebrate water. And I feel like that's the Minnesota way. Let's celebrate water and let's rock. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Lake Superior's 10 percent of the world's fresh water. And uh, then you add the uh, the boundary waters and, and all the other lakes in Minnesota. I believe Minnesota is sitting on about 15% of the world's freshwater uh, supply. And we, sh- we got to take care of it, you know? I feel like, you know, um, it's been a tough year for the last couple of years. You know, a lot of us, I mean, I've got charges in three counties still <laughs> from the Enbridge you know, takeover of the North. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this, Paul, but we are letting water protectors who got charges on line three in for free. Fantastic. If you got charged, you come on out because you're a hero, not a criminal. Um, you know, we have like a special door for, you know, arrestees or something, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, let's celebrate our water. Let's heal up and, and let's protect it. Well, yeah. you're doing phenomenal work, and I'm a double Scorpio water sign, so water oh, is very perfect. important to me. Now, tell us about how did uh, Honor the Earth start and uh, with your co-founders, the Indigo Girls? Well, you know, uh, back when I was a young thing, not just kidding, but, you know, it did start <laughs> back then. You know, we were out at the Black Hills Survival Gathering in 79, and then 
Jackson Brown and Bonnie Raitt were there to support Lakota people and all of us in this vision for a better world that we've been fighting for and we're making. You know, so the bad guys got some leeway and we got some we got some good people doing a lot of good stuff too. So we I met Jackson and Bonnie and then I met him again down at Mount Taylor, you know, for uranium, you know, protecting Mount Taylor, which we did. We saved Mount Taylor. But my point is, is that is that um, 78, 79, 80, I got this idea in my head that you could work with musicians and people and they would bring healing to your community and people would pay attention because they were musicians. They would lend their voice to a struggle. And so we worked on that. And then I met the Indigo Girls at a band, the Dam Jam, which was a James Bay Dam and the Beacon Theater in New York. Wow. I think in 90, 92, and then they were at Foxborough Stadium, and I met them there too. And I, uh, so then we found it in 93, you know, at, at, at Foxborough. Well, it's, uh, I know how hard, just with the things I've been involved with, how hard sometimes it is to keep volunteer driven organizations up and running. For people that are listening to the show tonight, that can't make uh, Waters Life September 4th at Bayfront Park in Duluth, how can they contribute monies to Honor the Earth? They can go to our website, honorearth.org. They can send us some, send us some support for, you know, we got legal fees. We're battling Enbridge in Wisconsin and still trying to hold them accountable in the state of Minnesota. And we're fighting some other big guys, the Huber Mill proposal. You know, they can they can support us in our legal work, our our advocacy work uh, on earth.org. Uh, they can, you know, you know, also support us in our work for the just transition because we're doing solar, solar thermal and hemp up here. We're all ready to move along, you know, and yeah. uh, the solutions are here. And we want what we want is Minnesota to be not a state of shame. Corporations own us, but a state of pride where we protect our water and we, and we have the new green revolution of hemp, you know, the Renaissance of hemp. And um, I'm, you know, so support us on earth.org. You can go on there and donate and find out more about our activities, but we're pretty, you know, we're, 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 we're uh, stronger than we were even last year. And, uh, and really, you know, standing up on the front lines across Northern Minnesota and that's where the water is. So, you know, help us out and come to the show. You know, come to the show. Uh, it's outside, so you got plenty of seats, obviously. Bring your lawn chair. There's going to be tremendous puppets. I don't know. It's going to be a giant show of joy and awesome. I've, I'm very excited about it. All just, those musicians. Oh, my God. I just played at uh, Bayfront Park about a month ago for the 25th anniversary of the uh, Duluth Reader, the weekly magazine. Oh, and, that's so uh, great. And it's so... It's, it's such a beautiful venue. Uh, when you're it sitting is. at the stage, you, you can turn to your right. You can see these ships coming through the harbor. And, uh, uh, and then when you're looking out from the stage to the audience, you can see the hills of Duluth. What, uh, you know, Bob Dylan used to talk about uh, walking the hills of old, old Duluth. And uh, there's really no finer outdoor venue in Minnesota. Uh, let's talk about, uh, for a little bit, uh, you know, I also have been very aware of the water fights in the Boundary Waters. I'm from a uh, little town 60 miles north of Duluth called Virginia, Minnesota. And oh, yeah. when I was a young man playing, there was a, a young guy 
in my brother's band, a fellow by the name of Keith Sokola. And oh. I've known Keith for, geez, going on 50 years. And I remember the weekend he bought an electric guitar and was going to hitchhike out of town to, uh, to trails that he didn't even know existed. And I've been such an admirer of Sokola's. Tell us a little bit about your uh, relationship and love of Keith Sokola's music. You know, the first time I heard Keith, he was singing this love song to an Ojibwe woman in Ojibwe. And I thought, man, that guy's awesome. Now, of course, he married himself some great Southwest Indian. And so I don't know if she appreciated those songs so much as the Ojibwe women did. But that guy has been stalwart, stalwart, you know, funny as heck, deeply committed to the Northwoods, deeply committed to, you know, Native people. Uh, and what a what an amazing musician! And just to have him continue and be out there and uh, come and you know rock the stage with us with you know a, a bunch of his classic blues, you know, awesome, you know. And but I know him for most of my life. Now that yeah. I think about it, you know, uh, well, I probably didn't meet him until the '80s, but you know, that'd be most of my life. And he's got a, <laughs> his son is a phenomenal artist, and I met. Uh, his grandkids, he's, he's a, he's a rocking grandpa in the finest sense of the term. I, I love Keith Sokola. So Keith will be, for those of you that just might have tried been to the wall power radio hour, will be performing with dozen, uh, just dozens of other musicians at the, uh, water is life festival at, uh, Park, Dessa. In Minnesota. Now, and also I've gotten to know, uh, Alan Sparhawk from Lowe since I, uh, currently, you know, I've been living in Duluth for the last year. So you've got such a nice wide variety of musicians. And of course, one of my favorites, let's talk a little bit about Ani DeFranco. Yeah, this is very exciting that Ani DeFranco is coming in and uh, going to perform for us. She's a longtime friend of the Indigo Girls and of the organization. And this is the first time that, you know, I've ever done a show with her, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, spending a little time with her and, uh, and people are certainly listening, you know, interested to listen to, to Ani. So I'm, I'm excited about her. And now tell us a little bit about Annie, uh, Annie Humphrey as well. Yeah, Annie is from uh, Leech Lake Reservation and she uh, has some NAMIs. I mean, she's a really um, amazing native folk singer, you know, blues singer, but really has a, a wide uh, collection of, you know, just really thoughtful writing, passion, and just, uh, you know, just a stunning lyrics and a stunning voice, you know. And uh, I remember doing this show with her and uh, and David Crosby was there. Wow. Um, from Crosby, Stills and Nash. And he was just really smitten. I think he gave her his piano. <laughs> he was just like, you're really, you're really beyond gifted and you need this piano. But I just, you know, I, I just remember that, you know, she's been, uh, uh, you know, she's, she's, the voice of the North. And she's also been, uh, you know, opposing this big Huber mill project that some wackles want to put in there where they basically munch the forests of the North, you know, 400,000 cords of wood a year, which is like half of the state allocation, sure. uh, you know, for just, you know, and that's why we want hemp, you know, it's like, why don't you just make that construction materials out of hemp, you know, bio, you know what I'm saying? Oh you know, yeah. Sequester some carbon create some jobs and leave our forests intact because we need our forests to, to, to live, you know, you know, you know and Annie's been really good on, on all of that work too. You know, what's funny now uh, you and I are, are kind of the same age. We grew up through the same times, but you look at right now with the, uh, you know, uh, 
the great things that hemp can do, uh, the many uses for it, how it can help our environment. Finally, uh, you know, we're seeing the legalization of, uh, of marijuana, and now they're finding out that psilocybin uh, can be very helpful for PTSD and other things. I'm reminded of a great song, a fellow named Bob Margolin, who was a young guitar player with Muddy Waters back in the day, and he's still out there playing. He wrote a great tune. And, and that was titled, maybe, you said, maybe the hippies were right. <laughs> no, that's totally my story. Like, you know, John Trudell, you know, oh, yeah. rest in I peace. The guy years ago, what a warrior. Right. What And what a poet and what a, you know, musician and just, a you know, just really a visionary. But anyway, mm -hmm. Trudell used to always be talking to me about how uh, hemp was the answer. And I was thinking to myself, I think I was kind of judgmental. Actually, I'm just going to own that. And I was kind of like, man, you know, all guys who smoke herb think hemp's the answer. You know, and I didn't smoke herb at that time. And so I was kind of like, I don't know, man. It, you know, everybody thinks that's the answer. And, you know, but it is the answer. <laughs> he was damn right. I was all judgy because the hippies were right, you know. And, and I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to tell everybody that. But, you know, I'm a hemp farmer now. I've got seven years in the state and I've got a federal research permit. And, uh, you know, we're about to figure out how to make housing as well as textiles out of hemp coming out of the northern Minnesota reservations. And that's what we want. You know, Minnesota well, used to have 11 hemp mills. Minnesota used to have 11 hemp mills. I say that one more time and I want them back. You know, the well, last yeah. hemp mill, Paul, was in Winona. And I just <laughs> say that. So I feel, I feel this well, like. What's it called? A uh, synchronicity of the universe that says well, that you know, I need to be part of the bringing back of hemp. You know, you know, it's fun. That's so funny because my favorite Bob Dylan line from the song, it's all over now, baby blue is take what you have gathered from coincidence. Right. And that's a beautiful coincidence. I'm gonna go you know, that song again. Yeah, no, it is. Know, I feel like that that's the, the state of the world right now. It's like, you know, I mean, you and I know it's just like insane out there watching the Trump. You know what I'm saying? Is it's like everybody's like crazy as heck. Well, some yeah. of us gotta stay coherent. That's exactly Absolutely. what that's exactly what Trudell would say is stay coherent. And so we, you know, I'm I'm working my best at it. But in the midst of that, these moments of absolute clarity and direction appear. And and something, some doorway opens up and I'm like, there it is, was waiting for you. Thank you. And, yeah. and this hemp is about to take off. And I just want to make sure that, you know, with both the hemp fiber economy that, and, you know, cause tribes have large land bases and, and our interest is in, you know, growing this hemp. Cause you, you know, you need, it's a little bit more than a boutique shop, right? Yeah. You know, you need thousands of acres at some point. So we're really interested in the development of that. And then secondarily, um, I mean, not secondarily, like legalization is coming. And I want to yeah. make sure that the people who spent time in prison for the herb also get to be beneficiaries of this next round, which is people of color. You yeah. know, those legalization permits should go to people of color. Like I want a permit. I want a permit for a dispensary, you know, and okay. I just, you know, so my point is, is that, you know, just kind of e exemplifying the fact that native people you know, and uh, people of color need to be in this economy. Like we didn't like the last four economies of slavery, of extraction, you know, right. you know, green revolution. I didn't like any of those. They weren't, they, they really laid to waste a lot. And now I'm ready for the new green revolution. And that's really going to have an equitable, op, you know, an equitable future. And I'm, I'm ready, you know. 
Now, Winona, I'm a big, I do about uh, two pots of coffee a day. You've got your hands in uh, some coffee as well, right? Right. We have a coffee roasting company up here, Spotted Horse Coffees. You really got to want to order from us, or I shouldn't say that. Like, we, we drink most of the coffee and then we sell some. You know, <laughs> I have to say most of us consume right here on the reservation, but we're about to scale up a little bit because good coffee is important to everybody. Um and drinking some myself, I actually went to the other side of the lake where the roaster is this morning. I was like, there's no coffee in this house. What is with us? Well, you know, the one thing. Uh, My one addiction. I'm sticking to it, too. <laughs> I have I have a, uh, my engineer, John. Uh -huh. I have a, a, my engineer, John Yellowcloud Saristo. He'll tell you who he's about. He's got a question for you. All right, tell, tell Winona who you are and, and your question and where you're from. Hey, Winona, um, I'm from Fond du Lac. I'm Anishinaabe. I'm Finishinaabe. Um, and I, uh, my, my name is Ozawanaquet, which is Yellow Cloud. And um, the question I have is, as a, as a descendant, not an enrollee, how do you see the, the, the change between blood quantum to the, the uh, lineage-based um, enrollment uh, affecting the Indian country and the constituency of the, of the Native people? You know, let me just be clear. Like, I think you should be native. I'm really not a blood quantum person. Right. You know, I don't support it, but I feel like we should go for citizenship. You know what I'm saying? Is this like, what's your language? You know, I mean, you got to have a U.S. citizenship thing. I couldn't even pass that these days with that ask immigrants, right? Well, where's our Anishinaabe citizenship thing? You know, who's your clan? What's what were your what are your treaties? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Totally you know, uh, language, you know, because I feel like that, that, uh, you know, we, we, we need to go to descendancy. I'm not a, a, you know, I'm a tribal enrolled member, but I got the same problems other people do. Like my, my tribal people, my, my descendants are, are enrolled in different tribes, you know, right. um, you know, because I'm just less than half Ojibwe. I'm half Jewish and half Ojibwe, right? You know, and, uh, but to make a long story short, that means that my kids are not enrollable at White Earth. Um, but they're all more Indian than me. Quote, quote, quote. You know what I'm saying? They're yep. all like their their dads were the full bloods, right? But you know, so to me, that's all like crazy stuff. That's like a long, way too much personal information for everybody in the world. But my point is, is that not a supporter of blood quantum. You should be able to like at least collect all your Indian blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yep. uh, they don't even treat that. But you know, I just feel like that we need to go to uh, like a citizenship and a descendancy, but I'd like to keep a, uh, you know, keep our Indian people strong. And I think that that's language and culture as well as blood. Oh, miigwech. That's great to hear. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I'm listening to people talk about this because, you know, like I'm like, you know, probably more astute on energy policy than on enrollment, but you know, I mean, I'm with everybody else. I'm like, you know, I'm a tribal member and I don't want less Indians. I want more, you know? <laughs> Wendell and I know you're a busy uh, uh, human being. I've got a few more questions for you. There's a guy. Uh, I got a couple minutes and then I got a roll, I think, but I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick question. A guy named Charles Pierce, who I've been on my radio show several times, writes for Esquire.com. And he just had an interesting article. Uh, he's written about a lot, how water is the next oil. And he was talking about how the Saudis in Arizona are buying uh, uh, land that they raise alfalfa on. Uh, they're buying it alfalfa for their cows, but it's, it's such a pressure 
on the aquifers down in Arizona. And what do you feel, whether it's people wanting to ship water from Lake Superior to uh, other parts of the country? What, what do you feel about how do we protect what we have? How do we protect what we have in terms of what? Everything? Well, let's say the Saudis go, yeah, we, you know, we're running out of water. We'd like to, or whoever, we want to start pumping water out of uh, Lake Superior to planet X. I feel like Earth. everybody should be challenged for their water plan. I mean, like I'm sitting here next to Fargo and I'm like, y'all don't got a plan. I mean, Fargo is stretching itself to South Dakota border. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. If, you know what I'm saying? You've got these sprawl cities with this entitlement to poor management. <laughs> I mean, you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I there's, do. There's no solar. There's no catchment. There's no nothing. And so we need to like really have a Green New Deal or a set of green plans that make things more efficient. Right. Yeah. And, and then act, you know, and then we act better. You know, you and, know, and then just say no. You know, you got to protect the water. I mean, that's well put. Now you have, uh, now I could take that argument into to the next bar when I start talking to somebody about that. I want to thank Winona LaDuke. She's the founder of honortheearth.org. Send them money. They're doing great work on behalf of everybody. The big show, Water is Life, Sunday, September 4th at Bayfront Festival Park. Go to honortheearth.org. You can find more about it or just Google Waters Life Duluth, Minnesota. I look forward to seeing you uh, on that Sunday, Winona. Thanks for all your great work. And of course, give my best to my old neighbor, Terry Pickett. I will. I will. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're up there in Duluth. So I'll be looking forward to seeing you, Paul. And, and we'll have to do more stuff together now that I know you've come to the north, the deep north, as we call it. Oh, right? yeah. I, uh, I mean, Minneapolis I, was fun, but the deep north needs more people with who are enlightened and kind. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's for sure. I return from whence I came. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. And now we're going to chat with Alan Sparhawk from Lowe. Al, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm on the hill here. I'm actually looking at the lake and and enjoying the last of the summer here. The last festivities of summer. It is a gorgeous out today. Say, how long have you lived in Duluth? Uh, I'd say since about 87. Yeah, came here after high school, grew up in north northwest Minnesota over by Bemidji and Red Lake, and uh, came here for school and ended up staying. My mother was born in Black Duck, and she would have been yep. 93 years old today. Oh, so, so, well. So I got to wish her a happy heavenly birthday to my mother. Best yeah. Also. Happy so, birthday and drive. Don't hit any deer. Yeah, right. A lot of them out there. Al. That's how we say, that's how we say I love you in the north, northern Minnesota. <laughs> don't, hit, don't hit any deer. <laughs> deer. Um, so, Al, what is... Uh, uh, let's just talk about Lake Superior as a as a metaphysical force. What is it? What has it meant to you? And has it has it uh, influenced your music at all? Oh, I think for sure. Um, you know, coming kind of from a rural area and kind of having a little already sort of a 
sort of sort of used to growing up with some space, a little bit of emptiness here and there, you know. Uh, coming to Duluth and, and kind of having, you know, essentially being in the biggest city that I had ever been in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least up to that point when I came came here. And, but at the same time, having that lake there, just kind of just about anywhere you go, you know where that lake is. You mm-hmm. kind of look at it, depending on where you're standing, of course, you can see out there and you see the horizon, you know, as it, it disappears towards uh, towards the north and uh I don't know. There's something about that. There's a. It's there's something anchoring about having sort of that, that open emptiness. I think there's also something about sort of the, the energy. Obviously, water, water conducts and holds electricity and energy and sort of a charge. You know, uh, immediately it's it's sort of the water. You know, if if you're touching the water, you're connected with the, uh, you're connected. With, with essentially the whole world and, and it, uh you know on kind of a energy level because the water water's everywhere and it's all connected and and it's this far inland to have kind of a large body like that i think is 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 unique and rare especially the fact that it is then connected back out you know to uh to to the oceans and uh but yeah i've always I don't know. That it, it's always been an anchor for me, so to speak. I guess that that's a good word for it. it just it's it's like a it's like a wall that's back there. That you know, the note you know you can lean up against when you when you're when you're putting up your fight with the universe. Yeah, you know? right, right. And that, the uh, you know I've always you know I love uh, I I saw Duluth uh, characterized as the zenith city by the unsalted sea. And I've always been uh, in love with Lake Superior. When you drive in, when I, you know, I lived in Minneapolis for 40 years, and when I play in Duluth, I always love coming over that hill and seeing the water for the first time. When I was down in Nashville in April, when I left, it was still iced over. When I came back a week later, it was all nothing but just beautiful blue. And, uh, it's just for me. It's always been a magnet of sorts. And I, I, when I, now that I've been living here for a little over a year, and I take the dog down to the, by the lake for a walk, you can almost feel this hum, or something yeah. like it's. Oh, yeah. It's communicating with you, in a yeah. very d- deep sort of way. Um, yeah. What? Uh, tell yeah, us. Yeah, the vibration. Go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, the vibration. There's a lot of vibrations there. There's there's the vibration of it being so. It's it's so ready. It's you know water as a material is just it's so right there and ready for every energy that touches it. It just it conducts it. So it, it, of course it's 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 humming, uh, the waves. You know, uh, whether you whether you're standing on the shore, you can get a sense of the waves like that. But if you've ever been out on a boat, out there. At the times when you when it looks calm, if you're ever out on a boat, you realize like now there's a lot of movement going on here. There's, yeah. There's large, large sort of waves, if you want to call it, or, or cycles and and movements that are moving moving around and and uh, yeah, I think that's a lot of why why we why the lake resonates. It's, it's such a it's such a it's such a loud. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's creating all these frequencies, and I think people really, you know, you, it, it, at the at the very least, you you 
you recognize it a little bit, you get used to it and you sort of feel a little difference when it's not there or you yeah. feel the difference when you're, when you're away and then you come to it, like I said, see that lake or, or even go down to the shore, you know, with, with your dog or whatever. There's something about even just touching that and sort of having that, those frequencies coming at you. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's, it's, it's it, you know, it's, the universe speaks pretty clearly through the, through big, big chunks of water you know? it, it's it's pure magic really is what it is uh and you absolutely get a, you, when, and you get a feel when you see those when you walk along the shore and you see all those finely smooth stones the big rocks and the little rocks that you, you might grab and skip you get a feel of we as humans are only here for a short amount of time and, Absolutely. And yep. that lake's been there for tens of thousands of years. When we were chatting, when we got together a couple of months ago uh, up on Central Hillside, you were talking about, you explained to me a little bit about, and if you do it again, about the glaciers that would run down from the top of right. the hill down. Like, t t let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Really interesting. Well, the, well, you know, along any, is, is anyone who lives along the hill here, along kind of this this hill this this harbor you know it's it's kind of a natural you know the the hills around sort of uh, empty into the into the lake and of course these you know the lakes were built by by glaciers and then re this specifically the receding of the glaciers you know because that process depending on what was melting at one time or, or whatever and how how the drainage was at different spots and different, you know, a couple million years of a big river going this way and a couple million years of maybe a river going this way. And it would carve out these big sections and, you know, the edge, the edge of the lake here in Duluth, you know, where that, where the river comes in this edge, you know, this has been carved out for a long time and water has been coming from the land and joining that lake sort of at this apex where the, where Duluth is, for, for for a long long time and when that water that that energy is going through it's going in a certain direction it char it charges you know, the land that it goes over with with that that energy and that electricity and that 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 direction so yeah there's there's little sections even as you walk through the the neighborhood here in, in central hillside where you'll see like where the, the there's a little bit of a cleft in the rock, maybe a couple houses, you know, a house wide. Mm -hmm. And you, you got to realize like, that's, that's, that's where a lot of, a lot of this melt off came and, and eventually got to the lake. So, so a lot of energy, you know, Bob, Bob Dylan's house. We, I think that was what we were talking about originally. Was right. Dylan's childhood home is, is right on this, this street where, you know, if you look at the terrain around in the neighborhood, you can see like, yeah, this, all this, this little this street that that, that uh, house was on was was essentially a big, a, you know, a big violent, you know, charging river right. of of, melt, of freshly melted, you know, ancient water. Yeah, well, and, and, I don't know. You got you gotta you gotta assume that there's if there's any cosmic energy in the world, it's it's going to collect around that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and it's and deposit uh, in the land and in the air. And the, yeah, and Bob has talked about it uh, in his book Chronicles, and of course one of his early poems on the back of one of his records talked about walking the hill of old Duluth, and if anybody's yeah. out there gets up to Duluth, 
the address is 517, which is the downstairs where I live for a year, 519 3rd Avenue uh, North and then East. Uh, 3rd Avenue Third East. 3rd Avenue East, yep. yeah. And it was right, uh, right up the street about all three blocks down from the synagogue uh, that I believe the Zimmermans went to, which yes. unfortunately burned down a handful of years ago. Uh, from originally, I thought it was an anti-Semitic uh, thing, but it, it turned out it was just a homeless guy trying to keep warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? I remember that. It was unfortunate. Now, do you ever? I imagine you've probably taken your guitar and sat down by the lake, and uh, if not, written a song, strummed along to the waves. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've let's see. I've like a guitar down there. I've done. I think uh, there, there's an artist from Duluth here named Nat Harvey, a young artist who recruited me once to do, we, we, we did some uh, electronics improvisation while standing in the lake. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was all low, low wattage, of course, so no, nobody's <laughs> going to get electrocuted. You know, battery operated stuff with a, a mm -hmm. line going to, to the shore. So, But uh, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Um, I don't know. I... There's a there's a room, kind of a corner of my ma's house here on the on the hill that that I I have I like to sit in and and write and uh, and that bridge and that lake is just is just right there. Yeah. And, and you know, like I was talking about earlier, there's just there's something, at least for me psychologically, there's something anchoring and familiar and 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 sort of sort of uh, uh, foundational. You know about about having that 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 large body of of sort of rolling <laughs> rolling quiet energy. You know, or, yeah. or yeah, I don't know. It's, it's 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 boiling and moving and 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 full of energy, and yet something about it's so peaceful when you see that 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 horizon and that that vague sky so with, touching it. You know, with uh, uh, I'm not ex. I'm I'm really enjoying it and know you as a as a friend and we have a lot of mutual friends, but when you're approaching a gig that's going to be Sunday September four that water is life, is there going to be any uh, is it going to affect your set list at all uh, with your appreciation and love for the lake and what you might play or is it just going to affect you because it's a really cool spot to play at Bayfront Park? Well, um, I. I don't know. We we've, we've been we've been working on we've been playing a, a lot of our newest stuff. Um, there's actually a song on our newest record uh, called uh, "Disappearing," mm -hmm. and uh, and and the song is actually kind of a little bit. There's a couple lines in there that are about that disappearing. Actually, that in I think the line is that disappearing horizon horizon. Hmm. It brings cold comfort to my soul. Yeah. Kind of goes on, but to me, that's that's the that's an ode to the to the lake, and it's 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 the, the song is a small attempt at, at trying to create recreate the vastness of, right. <laughs> of the lake, you know, in a small human way. But uh, yeah, yeah, we got a yeah, we got a song about it, and uh, the lake water, and it com comes up a lot actually in my my songwriting, and I don't know. Well, I knew, I knew you were you were just the guy to talk to for this episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. And these are 
exactly the things I, I, I was hoping you would you would talk about. Uh, now there's uh, uh, some really a strong lineup. Uh, have you played with some of these musicians before? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, I th I've, I've, I've heard that Joe Rainey okay. is playing. He's a, he's a, he's a, a First Nation native, native uh, from, I think he's just over from Wisconsin, but he he just put out a record I think that is really amazing and some of the some of the most challenging and sort of forward thinking I think use use of, of, of native uh, native traditional music and drumming and singing um, and uh, we we actually were in the studio we were we were actually in the same studio one time with with uh, when the indigo girls were finishing up a mix on something so I don't know. They've been around a long time. I think we cool them, cool to run into them, say hello. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Galen Lee's playing. I haven't seen Galen play for for a good year, couple of years, so that'll be good. I've never heard her live. Uh, I've heard her recordings. Didn't you do a, uh, at least a song, if not a record, with Galen? Yeah, we did an EP together. Uh, a group called uh, Murder of Crows. Right. And we did a, we did an EP, I guess, a number of years back. And she's, uh, yeah, she plays violin, writes songs, sings, uh, does does looping with her violin, kind of some real or intense, or you know, kind of orchestration while while using looping. She does stuff with bands. She just got done doing uh, uh, some soundtrack work for the uh, New York Broadway. Uh, um, showing of Macbeth. Oh, wow. And uh, that was a, yeah, that was a big deal. It was kind of a big, big thing that happened to her this last year and she was down doing music for it. So that was a big, that was a pretty big deal. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of cool things. People hanging, do their stuff, you get little chances here and there. Yeah. Get to run into each other and, and say hello and what's on. It's, it's fun. So now is, uh, uh, what's low working on? Are you in the studio at all, working on any new stuff? You're writing, what, what's elsewhere? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of writing a little bit. I've been, uh, working on a little bit with my son. My son's a musician. Oh, nice. Like, he's starting to kind of like writing, writing stuff. So I'm kind of working with him and trying to help, help him learn, learn some of the tools. But, uh. Um, yeah, Low Low's doing this. We have a show in LA about a week later, cool. and uh, and we're kind of I don't know. Actually, honestly, we're we're kind of we're going going about month to month right now because because uh, my wife's my my wife's health's been been sort of up in the air, and we're kinda, we're kind of we're kind of going month to month with that right now and yeah. seeing what what we're able to do and what we can't. But uh, well, we've had a really good year so far and. Luckily, came out of the pandemic with, with a record that, that uh, we were really happy with, and and we were able to do quite a few shows earlier this year. So, so we've been we've been really lucky. Fantastic. Where are you playing out in L.A.? Oh, uh, there's a there's a festival originally from Spain called Primavera. Okay. And they are expanding and doing doing a version of that in L.A. and and in I think Mexico City. So. Uh, we're doing, we're playing the LA one and see how it goes. Well, I'm sure it'll go sw swimmingly well, as they say. 
if I could grab a water term. Uh, Hal, I'm so uh, delighted to get to know you and so delighted to have this conversation today. Really looking, oh, me too. Really looking forward to seeing you. And, you know, one of these days we've got to grab the dogs and the guitars and get down to a nice spot where we can sit down and uh, serenade the sing, lake. Sing to the lake, yeah. yeah sing put to some, the lake. Put some vibrations in, uh, onto it. Somewhere out on the ocean Across the waves rise and Thanks for listening to the Wall and Power Radio Hour. The show was produced by Paul Metza, engineered by John Yellow Cloud Rising Saristo. We'd like to thank our guests, Winona LaDuke, Alan Sparhawk from Low, treated us to that song we listened to at the end of the show. I got a new book coming out. Follow me at paulmetza.com. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.